The following is a live broadcast of a Lone Star Community Radio program. Recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Connors FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. For more information on this show, please visit our show page at IRLoneStar.com slash shows. To sponsor or donate to this program, visit our donate page at IRLoneStar.com slash donate or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com, or give us a call at 936-666-1084. Lone Star Community Radio production and broadcast is possible by folks like you. So sponsor and donate today. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon, and welcome to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Uh, Tony and I, um, I'm Cheryl. Tony and I are two Texas licensed attorneys, and we are here on 104.5 and 106.1 every Tuesday from 12 to 1 to talk about your legal questions and concerns and issues that may arise, things like that. You can also watch us live on Facebook, and you can download the podcast tomorrow on Google Play and iTunes. And so today, Tony and I are going to talk about homeowners associations questions and answers we we touched on that last time but we had some material that we wanted to follow up on and then we are also talking about how to tony how do you say it how to uh disagree with your tax appraisal and oh yeah pro- protest protest your tax yes appraisal. um so and this is anybody that has a property mm-hmm. um i guess it could also be vehicles and stuff but primarily you're going to have your uh your real property appraisal district will give you your appraisal notice and they give you the option to protest it and um uh normally i don't because it's not you know there's a cap on it legally that they can't go up higher than 10% of the previous year's value. But um, this year, uh, I did for a property I had in Harris County. It's the same in Montgomery County. So I was going to go over kind of what they look at and what the procedure is. And it's real short. It won't take us, you know, forever. But I think it's informative. And we were also going to go over, and I know you're going to say this one. I'm going to jump in there and finish up, um, the uh, laws. The, what laws that, uh, in Texas, and actually I guess it the United States also, um, or even Montgomery County, uh, but particularly we're focusing on Texas. The uh, legislatures will go in and they'll, you know, uh, you know, you remember the little uh, you're, "I'm only a bill" and all that I kind of stuff. I am a bill yeah. sitting well, on the steps. Th- they will suggest or introduce. Hill. <laughs> they will introduce a bill, whether it be from the um, the senators or the, uh, the House representatives, and it and it, it follows through. And a lot these bills, a lot of times, um, they don't need voter approval, but a lot of times they do. And so, but the the problem is you don't know about some of the ones that are being pushed through that don't need the voter approval, right? And I was surprised that um, when you go into the paper, the newspaper, or just online or whatever, a lot of times they don't even tell you about a lot of these these new laws. They're passed, but they're not they're not all addressed because they may be ones that are just not as significant to the people to the the press, right? And so I'm going to. Um, walk uh, our listeners through how you can just go into the um uh the 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 website 
mm-hmm. the legislative websites, um, governmental website, and actually open them up and look at what it is okay. that you're subject to. And the reason that came up is because um, I learned from um, one of our homeowner association meeting um, where uh, the I have two homeowner association. Actually, I'm a, we have some property in a lot of different places. They're all subject to deed restrictions, but. One of the ones that we have over here in, in Westwood, it's a fairly large one off 1488. Um, one of the gals that's a board member with me said, oh, I had to go get my um, a license for my uh, uh, all-train vehicle or go-kart or whatever. I'm like, and I thought she was joking. It ends up that on March 1st of this year that they passed a law that you've got to actually um, uh, go to the uh, tax assessor and get a license plate and pay a user fee for a golf for cart. your golf cart and yeah and not only golf carts but um off highway vehicles golf carts and neighborhood electrical vehicles and they described them and this was in the texas department of motor vehicles and i was like that's effective march 1st i'm like what i've never heard of that there's a lot of things we haven't heard of that yeah, are laws and so yeah. i'm going to go over not only that little loss a lot of people golf carts around here but also how to look up the law that you may not even know existed and when it's effective and so that's what we're going And if we have some time, I'd love to go over our question and answers on homeowners associations, mm-hmm. the, the, mm-hmm. those, those, odd, those odd questions that you just don't know the answers to as so we have them. Mm-hmm. But um, this kind of came up in, because it's September 1st and some of the laws become effective September 1st. I thought it was kind of important to hit on it. Mm-hmm. All, All right. right. So where do we start today? You want to uh, you want to start with the new laws, or you want to talk about the uh, how to protest your tax appraisal? Oh, let's price. do that first because okay. that's the first thing we talk about. It, okay. It's pretty simple. Okay, so um, so uh, if you've, we're just going to focus on real property. Although there's other types of property that'll be in your appraisal district. That's the big one. Real uh, property is is land, like your house. It's, it's your yeah, house, it's your fixed. land, or, yeah, yeah. If you've if you've gone to a closing and you bought. A house, then that's your real property, and mm-hmm. you will get a, a a notice from the appraisal district every year, um, depending on uh, from whatever county. And I get them for my oil and gas properties too, in um, uh, in different counties where I have it. So it's not just your house; it could be oil and gas interest, a royalty interest, right, anything right. you've got to pay taxes on. But anyway, so the appraisal district will send you a. Um, let me see. Uh, it's just an evaluation, the, the appraisal for your property. Uh, before the taxes are due, they'll send you this appraisal, and they'll say within that notice, here's what we're appraising your property at, and it's usually going to go up. It usually, it rarely goes down, but sometimes it'll say the same. Um, uh, but it has gone down before. It'll tell you what they're appraising at, and that's what your tax is based on. And um, just as a, a rule of thumb, or at least in Harris County, I think it's going to be similar in Montgomery County, Um Whatever that appraised value is, your tax that you will owe for the year will be about 2.7%, okay? okay? I think in Montgomery County, it might be a little higher because we have uh, our, maybe it's in Harris County, because we have an extra uh, percentage for something. I mean, depending on what county you're in, you may have some other tax for um, for transportation or for road, whatever it is. But what you pay as your sales taxes kind of gives you an idea, too, but Regardless of what you owe, you may have a med tax, so it's going to deviate just a little bit. Just use 2.5 in general, uh, or go to your taxing authority and look at what your taxes are. It's going to tell you your annual amount. And the interesting thing about Montgomery County is you can actually go into the um, Montgomery County Tax uh, Appraisal Office, and you can look at what your neighbor's taxes are and when they paid it. I thought that was kind of funny. Mm -hmm. You're going to be really nosy. Mm -hmm. You can literally put someone's name in there and find out what the taxes are on the property, what property they own, and if they pay their taxes. It's a good way to look, too, if you want to um, buy a, some tax, a property at a tax sale. 
which they listed all the county courthouses. I was in the the JP court looking at tax uh, houses that were, have gone up for foreclosure, mm-hmm. which leads me to homeowners association uh, again. Uh, if you don't pay your homeowners association due and you ignore that mm-hmm. that. Uh, you didn't pay your assessment notice, and we're going to sue you. If you just blow it off, they can foreclose on your house, mm-hmm. and they do foreclose on your house. I know. And there were more notices by homeowners associations mm-hmm. or their attorneys, mm-hmm. and I forgot there's only a, a select few that represent tons of homeowners association. Um, they will they foreclose on your house, and they'll they literally sell it for this little nominal amount, maybe you know two thousand dollars, and you've got this you know uh, three hundred thousand dollar house. They will foreclose on it, even though their lien is lower than your mortgage. So pay attention to that that five thousand pound gorilla. You know yeah. that seems like it's just your homeowners association, that it's your neighbor, and it's mm-hmm. the, they are uh, volunteers that run it. If they come after you, they can sell your. They can literally foreclose on your house, and it moves really fast. Mm-hmm. Particularly if they get a default because you blew them off and you didn't answer the lawsuit. Right. Which that's what people are doing. So if you go and look. At the county courthouse, you'll see that. Okay, I'm getting off the beaten track, but it's kind of important. Um, you get this notice of the appraisal. This is a whole different entity. It's no longer a homeowners association. You get your appraisal from the county, that's, uh, and it's at that level that they determine what your val- the value of your property is, mm-hmm. not on the state level. Mm-hmm. Um, you get it, and they give you the option to, to protest or contest it uh, because you don't agree with the valuation. A lot of times they're not right. Most of the time, they're too low. It's not a good value. It's not a true fair market value. Right. Why is that? Because they can only raise your uh, the appraised value uh, up to a cap of 10% by state law per year. Mm-hmm. So if the value of the property is escalating much faster than that because it was just a bunch of farmland right. and now it's de- it's got development on right. it, then um, your appraised amount is not anywhere close to your fair market value. So you have to get a realtor or appraiser to look at that for you if you're getting ready to buy a piece of property. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, on my property that I was contesting, I'll use it as an example, mm-hmm. um, was a townhouse that was built back in 1980. So it's 40 years old. It's falling apart. The assessments are extremely high uh, to live there every month because they're always repairing something, the roof or the foundation or whatever. And technology's changed and, uh, and whatever. But it's a fantastic location because it's inside the loop. Mm-hmm. So... Um, that being said, um, I didn't agree with my appraised value because um, it, it was it was catching up over the years to what its value right. is because now it's depreciating. And the houses that are being sold right now, it's a real mishmash because um, because it their the developers want to buy everybody out so they can put a brand new thing on it, you know, a teardown. Right. But for the people that are still there. Um, it, it, we our taxes are going up too high for what the value of the property is, and so I'm like, no, uh, I'm going to protest it. And so the way it works is they let you uh, they they let you know um, they give you the option to uh, to set up a, a a a meeting to be able to protest it, and it's going to be the same way in Montgomery County, Fort Bend County, all these different places. But the beauty now is because of COVID, and there is a, a you know a golden lining or silver lining. Mm-hmm. Um, is that everything is Zoom now? Yeah, they give you the option to have a a distance uh, hearing, mm-hmm. and so uh, I had one this morning. It was an informal hearing, but I've gone to these before for other clients where they're the formal ones, mm-hmm. and you've got to wait in a long line, and everybody it's like cattle call. I like get used to be for getting your driver's license, but not anymore. And so the Zoom meeting is they give you a, a an email, and you can check in. Um, an hour before the time they set it, and everything's via email. They they let you know you have an option when they give you the uh, 
to set up your hearing, whether you want it in person or um, you want it via Zoom, um, if you're an attorney present, you have a lot of options. Mm -hmm. And um, if you do that, they also give you all the criteria. They send it to you via email on what you have to provide to the hearing officer um, uh, in advance. It's sort of, and I I don't know if you've done these before, but you Mm -hmm. might have, if you get a, um, uh, it's it's within the Texas Administrative Code. If you um, get a DWI, if you're representing somebody that had a DWI, um, your driver's license may be suspended during that period if you don't ask for a hearing. And those hearings are done uh, in administrative offices in generally you can have it almost anywhere but usually you ask for to be where you live but you can do those via zoom now too and so this administrative hearing is done via zoom and so i did my informal hearing and they send you via email what you need to send and all the evidence to support why you believe your um your the appraised value should be lower and of course you're going to show you know you've got you know, cracks in the wall and your air conditioner doesn't work and it's 40 years old. But the most important thing are the comps, right. the comparables. And to do that, you've got to get on to um, usually the website or, or have some ability to show some evidence that is um, uh, admissible. All right. It can't just be my neighbor said my house is a piece of junk and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. So um, normally these uh, the appraisal districts for when a house is bought and sold um, are, are what you go to. You could probably do it by doing some of your own research or even get an appraiser if you want to spend that kind of money. Right. If, but appraisals are kind of expensive, even throwdowns. And so yeah. I say um, there may be a facility now uh, for if you're uh, – if you're buying or selling a house where you can run your own comps, I don't know because I'm a broker. And I know that if you, you might be able to ask a broker to do it for you. Almost everybody and their brother has got everybody and their brother that's a real estate broker. Mm-hmm. And it's real easy if you do a search and you put the criteria in there. Uh, it'll kick out what's called a CMA. It's comparative market analysis, which is like a little mini appraisal. It takes like once you put the search, once, for me, when I logged in, um, to HAR as a broker or, or as an agent, you have the same uh, access to that same data. Um, you go in there and you basically do a search and you limit it to just what your property is. And that's really important because they're going to fight you on this. And so you have to limit it to the, the, the houses that have generally the same square footage that are in the same subdivision. In my situation, it was really easy because I'm in a, a massive townhouse uh, a project, is what I'll call it. Right. And I was able to just put the street address in and lots of different units came up. Uh, and you only want to put the sold in. So you put the sold in, um, you get the right square footage. Maybe you don't have one that had the, the, the same square footage, so you have to make it a little bit broader. So you have at least... Uh, you want to say about seven comparable sales, and mm-hmm. you can adjust that. But just for the sake of making this simple, I went in and I said, I want anything that was um, uh, one, it was real small. It's a one bedroom, one bath with a, a loft. And um, what it, it, that was in and of itself good enough. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't know, and I'm letting our listeners know, is that it had to be limited to the previous year because taxes are ta- taxes are. The taxes you're paying are for the previous year. I know that's weird, mm-hmm. but um, you're, you're arguing right now for your 2019 tax appraisal because 2020 isn't over yet. Mm-hmm. And it seems kind of backwards to me that your taxes would be, it seems like your insurance is paid in advance and your taxes should be in arrears. But for whatever reason, the appraisal mm-hmm. district is looking at last year's taxes. That's what you're arguing about. Mm-hmm. And so um, I had a limited to only sales that occurred in 2019. Mm-hmm. 2019 was um, a pretty good year, but 2020 
was is a crazy year, and so it's going to come up. It's going to come up different. Why? Can you do it 2019 and prior? Yeah, or does it yeah, have to be say, just? You, you can you can limit it to literally put a date range in there. Only give me things that sold in 2019. Okay. The reason 2020 is going to be weird is, uh, as far as appraisals go, is because the interest rates went so far down because mm-hmm. of COVID, mm-hmm. and and everyone's buying new houses that, mm-hmm. and because of where they're trying to get the economy up in in Washington, the the rates are phenomenal right yeah. now, and so it is totally a a seller's market because people are, there's a lot of people buying and selling. So it's a buyer's market. I'm sorry. It's right? a, no, it's a seller's market because they're because selling because quickly. They're selling it like in our, in my, in the Red Oak Ransom oh, division, right, right. we had like seven properties that were up and they were like, boom, 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 all sold. Oh my goodness. Like within goodness. days. I wish I'd known. I would have gone over there and looked. Yeah, I wish you had. I'd mm-hmm. love to have you in our neighborhood. <laughs> um, yeah, they sold uh, like immediately within oh, days of them going up. And that's very unusual. Normally, if you price it right, the sales price should be, I mean, your, your selling is going to be about 60 days out, not... Not within days. That's a fire sale. Right. Which means that they didn't price them right because the interest rates went lower and people could afford more. And so um, everything is kind of strange right now. So um, it, it, it's not strange. It's it's skewed because the interest rates are so low mm-hmm. that and the market's being bought up. And so uh, house builders can't build houses fast enough because, because there's so many incentives. And in Montgomery County is crazy building boom anyway. Yeah. But we're in Montgomery County, and those mm-hmm. houses sold so quickly. Wow. So that means that they weren't priced right. But that's kind of here and there. For appraisal purposes, you're only looking at 2019 if you're getting ready to buy your taxes right now, mm-hmm. which you probably are, mm-hmm. and which is going to lead to some of the laws that were passed in that are effective this year with regard to um, your homestead and your appraisals. There's actually some laws that affected that are in effect this year, too, that will help consumers and, and homeowners. But um, anyway, so you go in, they give you a little, they bing, they, they, for Zoom meetings, they send you an email, you're ready to log in. For the informal, uh, I believe it's across the board, you don't have to be present. If you just ask for someone to look at it for you. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to be there to argue it. They're just going to run the comps, the same comps that I'm telling you about, and determine whether or not they think that it should be lower. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, what happens, like I didn't agree today. It wasn't a very big difference what they offered and what was it informal today or it was formal? informal today okay. and if you it then if you don't agree with it it's sort of like with the school districts mm-hmm. if you want to argue about uh, uh if you want to contest a grade you have an informal there's a process and then there's a formal and then if you don't agree with the formal then you appeal up it's just like almost like in court because you're in front of the judge it's, an, it's sort of even though you're at a hearing it's informal to the extent that or let's say mediation is informal informal but if you're before the judge and you're just sort of arguing about something to the judge and the judge makes a decision uh, depending on what court it is uh, like family court if mm-hmm. it's the associate judge that's kind of informal because within three days you can say I want to go I- I'm going to appeal this to the actual sitting judge mm-hmm. and so that was kind of informal because mm-hmm. you get to go you get a, a redo mm-hmm. like start over de novo mm-hmm. same thing here so we had the informal today really really nice appraiser guy I mean I'm not going to shoot the messenger he offered me something and we calculated out at 2.7% in Harris County uh, what my savings would be on my taxes which is all I was really concerned about and it really wasn't very much at all. I mean it wasn't I could have taken it but I thought I think I can get a bigger savings I might be able to save like a thousand dollars if uh, you know if I argued a little bit more uh, looking at it but he kind of the informal was really good it was, I'm glad I didn't miss it because mm-hmm. he said here's the criteria I'm looking at and I need it only for this year 
uh, when you go to your formal, you need to make sure you email into Zoom. And they have a share facility, so you can bring it up, but it's really better so they can look at it in advance. Um, you can um, email pictures of your own property. I couldn't have done that today, but I was able to share my comps because that was admissible because HAR would be almost like a public service. They're, right. they're relying upon that. Mm -hmm. And HAR is the um, Houston Era Realtors, Realtors. Um, and they have a, you know appraisals, and pretty much that's what the appraisers are going to use. So they mm -hmm. rely upon that. And um, so I didn't agree with him, but my next formal one will also be Zoom. I didn't have to, I was just wore a jacket, you know, just pajamas with the jacket on. Mm -hmm. And um, I was able to show him my things using the Shear facility. I have a formal one coming up in about a month, mm -hmm. but this time I'm going to five days in advance, load it in through my little, you know, login. All of this is very, very simple. You could do it if you were an eighth grader. Um, and I'm going to see if I can reduce the value of my property based on actual comps. They didn't have the right square footage. Um, they didn't have the same comps I had. The, the, the comps that they were using were completely redone with all new appliances, which was So not they had mine. comps too, huh? Well, the ones that, well, they were using, they were, they were arguing with me about my comps, not their comps. They were only using my data at this informal one. Mm -hmm. But they were saying, well, look at this one, look at, you know, let's look at these. And they were looking at just what I presented. The problem was what I presented at this one, because I wasn't completely prepared, because it was the informal one. I didn't have pictures of my unit. I just thought they were going to bring it down, um, was they were looking at completely remodeled units. Oh. And these are, you know, a 40-year-old unit that had brand new appliances, <clears throat> that was new painted, hardwood floors, everything. And because it's a good area, it's just that they're, they're all, it's also, mine would be a tear down. But I saw the remodeled ones, and I'm like, ooh, this is great. I could really, you know, this is, I want to do more to it. So, um Anyway, that, the uh, the informal, I didn't agree with it. No hard feelings or anything. It was great. It was just me. Didn't, I didn't have an attorney for it or anything, although I'm an attorney and I knew what to argue. Um, you would not have needed an attorney to do this. Um, the formal one will have three um, a tax assessor employees or appraisers, and they're going to be a little bit harder to budge with, I believe, but I'm going to be more prepared, too. Mm -hmm. And then if I don't agree with that, I believe um, I can appeal it to the county court. If you're talking about four or five million dollar property, you may want to do that because any incremental amount, your taxes are going to be significant on right. something like that. So um, that's how the appraisal um, process protest will work in Harris County and Montgomery County and Fort Bend County. And I normally don't argue over it because mm -hmm. it's just not. Is this the first time you've done this? Over no, this I've property? done it for other clients on uh -huh. their five, the people that really are arguing five, that need an attorney, five, six million dollar properties that are over like in the villages and stuff in Houston. Now I've really gone to town and argued those because, because it's such a, it, I mean, when you, when you put the attorney's fees involved versus the savings, then you really want somebody that knows what they're doing. And mm -hmm. it just, so, you know, because I'm a real estate broker and I have all the access to it. I don't need an extra expert or anything. But even if I wasn't an attorney, I could have gotten an expert because it, you want to make sure it's admissible. And if you got to go to the county level to argue it, then you definitely have to have all the, the legal admissibility. You know, the same uh, discovery rules will apply with regard to whether your um, evidence is admissible, um, evidence rules, uh, statutory rules. So, so, depending on that, you have to weigh, is it worth me arguing about? Um, is If you go to the informal hearing and you kind of calculate out the 2.7, 2.5, depending on the county tax rate. Mm -hmm. And it, it's not just, this rate does not apply just to a school district or to your county taxes. It's all those entities. So the valuation is important. Whatever that appraised value is that's set by the county is used by everybody, all the different little entities. The school district, the 
and I, I can't think of all of them right off. There's a bunch of them. I don't have my tax bill in front of me. Yeah. But if you, if you look at that, if you see that the, the bottom line is, if it, the phrase value looks about what you can sell it for the market, then then don't bother. It's about right. right. But if it's if it's way, it's much much higher than mm-hmm. what the market the fair market value is, then. Then you want to go do your little Zoom meeting. Now, I could have gone all the way down. You know, they would get, they gave me the option to do it in person, which I like in person things. But I didn't want to do it for this. Where I would mean, you have gone? Um, this one is in Harris County. I would have had to go over there off 290 and sat in a large room and all that stuff. This was so simple. No I literally, kidding. they pinged me and said, you can check in within the next, my, mine was a 920 hearing. I could have checked in any time between 820 and 1020. If I wanted to, or not at all, because informal wanted you not to check in. Oh. It was that simple. And then the guy walked me through. He said, download this additional software. Um, you can share what you're looking at on your computer. If you can see it on your screen, I can see it on mine. And he just was very polite. He let me go run some more comps. I was right there. had the access to my computer and all my records right there to show him in front of the screen. So um, it was beautiful having it at home. I don't think I'll ever go to another one of these things in person. Mm-hmm. It's not going to... Um, me being there in person for an argument about a, the the value of property would not be necessary because I'm not it's not adversarial except for with the the appraisal district employees and I'm not going to sway them if I get all you know crazy and you know in their right. face or whatever right. and I wouldn't do that anyway it's all very polite right um, but so they didn't go with what you well it was uh, no there was some question um, they have on I did never notice this before but they had. Uh, the wrong square footage, and it was more than my square footage. And I was like, well, if that if we're doing it by square foot value, then um, then your rate may be closer, but that's not the size. I don't have that size. And, on t- and I said, you know, on top of all that, the stuff that we're looking at, these comps, show pristine properties that have been remodeled. Their bathrooms are new. Their kitchens are new. Their floors are new. Mm-hmm. Mine does not look like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mine I bought so that my kids would be zoned to Bel Air. And mine, I didn't really care what it looked like. And I don't think it's been, uh, nothing's been done to it, you know, except for a few cosmetic things for mm-hmm. 40 years. So. Right. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it's, it's kept up because my maintenance fee is phenomenally high for, you know, and I'm paying for all the exterior. But, um... But on the inside, there wasn't a lot that needed to be done. It's kind of small. But but that being said, um, that's how the appraisal process works. If you get your appraisal notice on anything, or like we we're talking about, uh, I don't think you get appraisal notices on your car. But if you have a business, that's appraised too. Mm-hmm. And they could be appraising the the um, the value of your property too high because you pay taxes on that as well. And so um, I haven't. I don't have a, a prop. I don't have a business that has inventory, so I haven't seen those. But I've I've uh, represented people that do, and so that's something you might want to argue too. I've never seen anybody argue about the property. They seem to keep keep that kind of stagnant. It's not something that goes up with the land value or the, whatever. The business property, right, right. yeah. So anyway, that's the that was on that. Now let's go to. Um, the legislative um, new laws, the new laws that are effective today. January first, right? Oh, January first, January first, two thousand twenty. And this is another weird thing: the laws are staggered. So, although we may not have had an election and they may not have passed it, these these laws that are becoming in effect, some are January tw- uh, January first, some are March first, some are June first, some are don't become effective until two thousand twenty one. So, if you go to um, the state of Texas website. And I think that there is a, let me me see what the website actually is. It should be at the bottom of my chart here, but it may not be. Oh, I don't have it in front of me. 
Um, we may have to link it. Do you have that there? What is it that you're looking for? I'm looking for the website where you can link into the Texas oh Texas legislature online, and I don't have that actual link. I don't have I can't I don't have the call to it. Um, do you have it? Huh? Okay. Well, if you go if you just Google Texas legislature online. It will get you to all the new, all the bills that were passed. And the really kind of fun thing about this is it's, um, and I don't know if we have our, our camera on here anywhere, but where do we have a camera? I think right that's here? yours right, all right there. So uh, I can't, oh, there we go. I'm trying to, can you see that? Okay. See, this is what it kind of looks like when you look on the screen. You'll see. You've got uh, the bill numbers. Okay, you see the bill numbers, and you can toggle those bill numbers. Mm -hmm. And when you toggle those bill numbers, it's it, it's in line by um, by the effective date. When you go into it, the really interesting thing is it tells you what um, what congressman or senator introduced it, how it progressed through, and um, and it, it gives you a lot of bill on what the arguments were. And you can look at all that if you're really interested in a particular area of the law. Oh, that's neat. A lot can be passed. Um, but the final one, you have to tap into it. If you just want to see what the text is, then you go to text. But the other fun thing is you can see who did it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, what I learned today, and I should have known this, because I usually do it when I'm looking at a law and I'm trying to write a brief, is that when you, I just thought that I was going to be able to Google all the laws that were in effect for 2020 and they would talk about it. No. You don't, you can't even see what they do. You, this particular thing that I was just showing on the screen just shows like House bill or Senate bill. And it, and it says when it takes effect and what it generally covers. It doesn't say what it does, which made, which was crazy because mm -hmm. they had about massage therapy and, and get light, a lot of things were going on. And the whole reason I even looked at this was because of this, this uh, go-kart law. I've never heard oh, of it. Oh, really? Yeah. So you were looking for yeah, that specifically. specifically. For did it. you find it? I did not find it. No, I never even found it the effective date. But I found it because my friend had to go get one, my uh, uh, co-board member. And I'm going to read about that real quick before we get into mm -hmm. this. Now that now that I've kind of walked everyone through what you can do if you're curious about the law and when something's going to affect. And maybe you can't, you Google it and you can only find one facet about you know homestead exemptions or whatever or maybe your congressman was working on something but or they said they were you can see if he really is mm -hmm. and these laws you can actually see how it was introduced one of them was literally only three paragraphs long and a complete law a bill that was introduced was three paragraphs long it said and i love it because it was very brief it just said here's what we're trying to do here's what um here's how we want to do it and and it was signed off on that was it and on that one, I forgot who the congressman was, but he was just trying to make it so that um, they, the way that they looked at evaluations for home equity loans for land mm -hmm. was because it wasn't it was something that was open. They said they, they, they must look at a three year evaluation for the the in order for you to get the home equity. Loan. And we'll have to even look at that one more closely. But it was it was something that was important. Mm -hmm. You want to get a loan for to buy land mm -hmm. or and use your home or whatever you're getting a loan for, mm -hmm. home equity loan. Um, the evaluation process was changed by this law and it was only three paragraphs long. It was that simple. I would never have known to look for that unless as an attorney I was looking in my, you know, already passed law 
you know, uh, right. database. Mm-hmm. Um, this, 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 though, shows you laws that are going to get ready to become in effect even next year. And so you might be ahead of the game. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to open a restaurant and liquor licenses. Uh, uh, the criteria is going to change in 2020 or whatever. You can actually go into the Texas legislature online and, and be ahead of everyone else on these different issues. All right. So this That's one, great. though, um, is uh, something I just learned about. Beginning March 1st, 2020, for all people out there that have of golf carts, go-karts, um, off-highway vehicles, and they're defined on what they are, and neighborhood electrical vehicles. So pretty much anything that's got wheels that's motorized mm-hmm. um, is going to fall into this category. And um, I just highlighted golf carts to kind of see what is a golf cart. I mean, there's a definition for it. It says a golf cart with a golf cart license plate may be operated on the following roads. Anything that goes on a road, you can operate anything you want on your own property. Mm-hmm. But if you leave your property and go on a, a like an in easement, a neighborhood, in a neighborhood, and um, I don't know if you can kind of see this. I'm going to bring this up again, but uh, you can kind of see they've got like a little picture of a golf cart, just a little. Hmm. I don't know if I can't see. Uh, anyway, uh, just just a golf cart, and uh, like we have an easy. I think our golf cart is a an easy go. It's just like a little utility cart. Mm-hmm. That one needs a license plate. Okay, according only to this, if you drive it off your property, though, right? Right, and we but we did for a you while. Have I have before driven, I know. Yeah, because I went around getting signatures mm-hmm. from my neighbors mm-hmm. for a different uh, deed restriction amendment. Um, so uh, people do that. They get out, and we have. Like, just the other day, somebody was coming by to look, I think, at our mailbox because mm-hmm. I was out there late at night. I'm like, what are these people doing out in their golf cart with their little lights on? And they were drinking and stuff, which I'm sure that's probably not uh, – there might be something about the law on that, too. And But we have a, a new mailbox mm-hmm. that looks like Notre Dame. And mm-hmm. so at night, you can see the rose thing. And so they mm-hmm. were looking at it. And I was like, what are these people doing? And I was like, oh, they're looking at my mailbox. And I've got a little quasi-modal. I mean, all right. <laughs> I digress. Okay, beginning March 1st, 2020, a purchaser – must provide proof that they paid use tax for their new off-highway vehicle bought out of state for use in Texas to title their OHV in county tax assessor uh, collection. Anyway, it didn't it, and there's a form that you fill out, but the bottom line is it's not just out of state purchase, it's any mm-hmm. any vehicle. Mm-hmm. And so um if you go to um Tech, uh, txdmv.gov, which is Texas Department of Motor Vehicles mm-hmm. website, mm-hmm. and you just type in golf carts or unique vehicles, they'll they'll tell you um, what uh, the criteria is and what you fill out. And it says the state use tax is 6.25% of its value. These are not really expensive golf carts, but I guess it could be if it's souped up. I mean, the ones I've seen at Home Depot are like nine or $10,000. I've had expensive go carts yeah, before. Yeah, I think that's more valuable than almost any of our cars. Yeah, because <laughs> we keep them for so long, which I will add that uh, it's not necessarily a plug, but we have got I've got my very favorite car. We have newer ones. It's my 2007 Tahoe and it's got almost 500,000 miles on it. Oh, my goodness. I love that car. It runs. And so mm-hmm. this, this truck is amazing. And the um, the Chevy dealership said if I can make it to a million million miles, they will give me a new car. So I'm keeping that one up. So people that have got cars, a lot of miles on it. Keep it running because if it's a, a brand name car, you might get a new vehicle if you can get it to a million. I'm pushing it, five hundred thousand. You know, it's a lot of work right now keeping up with it. But 
Very few things go wrong with it, but little things go wrong after a while with cars. Well, how long did it take you to get 500,000 miles Not long, on because car? we went to every state in the United States. Oh, in, <laughs> in the Tahoe? Um, well, no, the, the ones that were close by, we went in the Tahoe. And we go to every A&M game, mm-hmm. and then we go, and then to so Dallas. So you put miles back. on so we put it. A ton, Texas is a big state. It is. We're putting a lot of miles. It's mm-hmm. going back and forth. So, um, yeah. no, I, I stand corrected. We did go all over Texas and neighboring states, Louisiana and the Gulf Coast states. But uh, for the other states, we did fly. In and then yeah. we put a lot of mileage on rental cars. Mm. <laughs> All right, so anyway, um, you got to fill out some forms, and mm-hmm. um, this was effective March 1st, 2020. And my friend found out about it uh, when she went, to, I don't remember what she needed, but she went to the tax assessor and they told her about it. And she has the cutest little license plate that she now sticks on the back of her, um, her uh, golf cart. Mm-hmm. And the uh, uh, deputies are giving tickets. If you are out on your go-kart, and that's how she knew about it, because mm-hmm. they give you a warning, and if you don't go get it, then you get a ticket for not having a registered go-kart. Mm-hmm. So people out there that are driving and need that. All right, so that's something that I was looking for, uh, and you can find that or should be able to find it on your Texas legislature online. I didn't find that because I think that bill may become an effect March 1st. And uh, did I pull up in March 1st? Let me think. Let me look to see if I, yeah, for the, I, I, this, for whatever reason, this March 1st, it, this may not have been a Texas statute. It might have been administrative. Well, it have to be a Texas statute. I have no idea why this March 1st, um, Comptroller of Texas. Date? Yeah, it says March 1st, 2020. I don't know why it didn't show up on my Texas legislature's uh, history online. But when we get our representatives Toth or, or Creighton on, on, on our show, we're going to ask him why it didn't show up, because maybe that's just a fluke. All right, so um, now, the, if you go on to the Texas legislature online, mm-hmm. and you ask for, you know, just recent bills, and then you go in and you want to see what they're about, um, I'm going to just kind of very briefly go over uh, some of the ones that were passed, and then you have what they're about, because if you go on, I would have to toggle open each one of these to see what they're about, Right. and I can't tell that online, but we've mm-hmm. got a printout of some of them. Um, mm-hmm. So, for an example, um, House Bill 3 relates to public school finance and public education, creating a criminal offense, and authorizing the imposition of a fee. It doesn't tell you more. That no. sounds like a, a, a That's low. not enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, it, uh, but guess what? It, it came into effect on September 1st, 2019, and then some changes were made uh, that are effective September 1st, 2020. I couldn't tell you for the life of me what they are unless we've got this printout of the more significant ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you go on down, there's another one that was effective um, January 1st, 2020. It relates to the temporary exemption from ad valorem taxation of a portion of the appraised value of certain property damaged by disaster. And that could be, mm-hmm. you know, any hurricane or whatever. And mm-hmm. you've got... You've got periods of time, like from Imelda, that you can actually file an insurance claim or get um, uh, a government aid for disasters. And so this may be very important. And I can't for the life of you tell me what it is. I do not know. Um, there was another one that came down here, and it had to do with um, your what we were talking about earlier. It was ad valorem taxes. Oh, here's another one I'll just throw out there. Uh, relating to the exemption from ad valorem taxation of precious metal, held in a precious metal depository in the state. And that is important because people that collect gold and silver and metals right now during this completely crazy um, stock market and, and, you know, with our economy, with COVID, if you've watched Mad Money or CS, uh, or CNBC or any of the, mm-hmm. the um, uh, financial programs, mm-hmm. uh, or just go uh, Google stock market from the beginning of the year, 
It looks like um, some a heart, someone had a heart attack and was brought back to life. I mean, it's just insanity. Mm. Um, but good thing if you want to play around with your socks and you had to do that. Um, all right, so what do you have? What What are the ones that we can actually talk this, about today? This one is interesting. It's homeowner tax exemption. This kind of goes with what you were talking about mm-hmm. at the beginning of the show. Not all homeowners know what exemptions they may be eligible for, mm-hmm. which means they may miss out on some tax breaks. All right. Disabled veterans, surviving spouses of disabled veterans, Texans over the age of 65, and those with disabilities are eligible for certain property tax exemptions they may not know about. That is very important. Why? Yeah. So many people I know recently that were in their late 70s and 80s, and it's really crazy, but COVID, they, they died from not necessarily COVID, which is, which is insane. Uh-huh. It's listed on the death certificate as, as COVID, cause of but death. that wasn't what they were dying from. They had something else. Mm-hmm. And so that is really, really bad that uh, they're, there's, uh, they're, they're telling inflating the, the COVID. Deaths. And I know that because I'm doing a probate right now of mm-hmm. Uh, a, a gentleman who died, and he definitely was was going downhill. And they didn't give him long to live before COVID. But when he he got he he tested positive after he was home, like in a hospice situation with hospice okay. house, and they listed the, the the primary reason for his death is COVID. He had not one symptom. Yeah. He did not die from COVID. Right. But they're tallying it in, and it really is bad. Yeah. But um, on that same note, <laughs> his widow, he was in the service. Um, anybody that's in their uh, probably 70s or 80s is it was probably a, or perhaps a veteran a lot of because they had the draft and what have mm-hmm. you, um, or even 60s now because of the Vietnam War. Um, they're not going to know. Many people don't know what their their tax well, exemptions are. Well, this is this is important. Are we getting the signal? Oh my yeah. goodness! Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Senate Bill <laughs> 2060 you. requires uh-huh. that appraisal district officials include a short description of each exemption a person is eligible for when they receive their appraisal notice very so important. that will take care of that problem uh-huh. uh some people don't know what they're eligible for or they think they have an exemption in place already said right. Can- chandler crouch a real estate agent who helps people with their protests for free like uh-huh. you some will go for years without knowing the exemption isn't there uh-huh. it's definitely important that we make them aware of it so right right and that is important because you get that appraisal notice and it looks like it's foreign but the truth matter is it's all in blocks and uh, so you look at the value but this is this when was that a bill effective i think that was january 1st 2020 yes so we didn't get the benefit of it last year but you will for next year it will tell you well what it's going to help you learn you know or, or, or look at your options for additional exemptions based on your age and other criteria um, well listen to this one tony late mortgage payments homeowners with mortgages set up so the lender pays the tax bill every year can still be held liable if the bill isn't paid on time oh. they could face costly penalties and interest if the mortgage lender typically a bank makes a mistake okay mm-hmm. okay and then um this is the texas prescription monitoring program i did not know this beginning oh, yeah? march first again mm-hmm. um pharmacists and prescribers other than veterinarians will be required to check the patient's prescription monitoring program history for their prescriptions before dispensing or prescribing opioids benzo diazepines. they've done that for years yeah but though. now they've actually got a law in texas that says that they have to do it they because, didn't have that before no not until march 1st this is a new one the reporting requirement applies to all schedule two three four and five control substances so apparently this has changed they've also got massage therapy you have to get a a, a temporary um license 
if you're like a, a an intern mm-hmm. or you haven't gotten your actual a license student. yet, a mm-hmm. student, um, th- there's a new procedure to get that particular licensing now before you can be a masseuse. Um, so I, I know that we have to probably wind up here pretty quick, but we've got a lot. If you go and just take a peek at, um, oh, here it was. It says, relating to licensing and regulations of massage therapy requiring a student permit, authorizing fees, this act takes effect um, September 1st, 2019, but um, Section 5 takes effect July 1st, 2020. So uh, th- this is showing you when it's staggered. The different stages. Another one relating to the operation, administration, and practice of grants provided by the courts and judicial branch of state government, increasing imposing fees, creating a criminal offense if it's not done properly. It doesn't take effect until um, January 1st, 2021. But that it creates a criminal offense if you don't pay if fees effectively? Um, no, if the government, if it's not done properly, if the government hands out money to somebody that's got their hands in somebody's pocket so that's kind of an important one to look at too hmm. so um we can get into a little bit more of these maybe we can print out what they actually do yeah, on our next and show we, and we can talk about it next week too uh because there is uh, so much going on in here that's yeah. really really important that mm-hmm. you would never know about mm-hmm. never mm-hmm. okay guys well listen we want to thank you for listening you can uh you can uh download the podcast tomorrow and you can listen and you can watch us on facebook later too if you want mm-hmm. we want to remind you to serve God by serving others. Have a great week. Today's show was recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and all rights and ownership are reserved to Lone Star Community Radio. For more information regarding this program and Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, serving the community with local programming on TV, radio, and online. If you enjoyed today's program, please support us by sponsorship or starting your own show. Contact us today by phone or text at 936-666-1084 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.